Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. In this episode... We look at the science behind why you shouldn't feel guilty to improve yourself. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big Changes, where I share simple, research-backed strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and feeling guilty to improve your life is a really common thing. It feels like if we choose to prioritize our goals, prioritize the things we want for our lives, that it means we'll be leaving people behind or that we think we're better than them. It feels selfish. I completely understand this feeling, and honestly, I've dealt with it myself, but a recent study out of the University of Victoria in Australia might actually be the key to releasing some of that guilt. That's what we're going to be discussing today. We're going to be looking at that study, the article that they published in a scientific journal about the study. We're going to be looking at it. We're going to be looking at how it might apply to our own personal development journey, because that is one important thing here. When we look at research, research is done in very specific situations for very specific cases. And so we can't necessarily look at what was found and say, well, that's definitely going to apply to all these other situations. What we can say is that it worked in this situation. Here's what that might mean for these other situations. Here's how we could... Uh, be informed by the study, be informed by the research. So that's the goal here. It's not necessarily to present the, the complete solution. It's to present the study, present the idea, present what they found, and then try to see what might be applicable, how we can think differently about our own guilt when we pursue personal development. So this should be super good, but before we dive into it, let's take a moment to thank today's sponsors. Have you been struggling to stick with your goals? That's the exact problem I created my course, The Consistency Code, to solve. Inside the course, you'll learn how to finally make it happen. You'll learn the psychology behind why we all spend so much time setting goals and then not following through on them, as well as how to finally stick with those goals for the long term and start seeing the change you've been trying to create. Put simply, if you want to finally feel in control of your life, then this course is for you. 
Sign up today and start learning how to create the life you've always wanted. And here's the best part. I just dropped the price dramatically. The course was originally selling at $97, but today you can get lifetime access for just $17 with a 100% money back guarantee. So really, what have you got to lose? Head over to tlbc.co slash course or click the link in the description of this episode to sign up or get more details. tlbc.co slash course or click the link in the description of this episode. I also want to thank today's other sponsor, Blinkist. Do you ever just want to be a better version of yourself? A more confident, knowledgeable you? The fastest way to do it is through learning. Learning about a new topic or skill can not only broaden your horizons, but also boost your self-esteem. That's where the Blinkist app comes in. Blinkist takes top nonfiction titles, pulls out the key takeaways, and puts them into text and audio explainers called Blinks that give you the most important information in just 15 minutes. With Blinkist, you've got access to thousands of titles and 27 categories of the world's best knowledge to choose from. And if you're more of a podcast person, they've got you covered with Blinks for podcasts called Shortcasts. All of this available in one app right in your pocket so you can learn anytime, anywhere. I personally like Blinkist because I'm a curious person. I love learning about new ideas and better understanding how things work. With Blinkist, when curiosity strikes, I can jump right into a book on the topic and get exactly what I'm looking for. And two books I'd recommend once you become a member are Indistractable by Nir Eyal, which is all about how to stay focused each day, and How Not to Worry by Paul McGee, which is all about dealing with anxiety, worry, and stress. So why not try it out? Right now, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to start your free seven-day trial and get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to get 25% off and a seven-day free trial. Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps. So I've talked before on this podcast about how your identity, the way you identify as a person, affects your likelihood to engage in certain actions. Basically put, if you have the identity of XYZ, you're more likely to do the things that an XYZ type of person would do. If you identify as a runner, you're more likely to get out for a run no matter what obstacles get in the way. And the example I always give here is uh, if you take two people, one identifies as a runner versus one who maybe just got started running. If both of them, for some reason, have to stop running for a few weeks, the person who identifies as a runner will always get back out for a run eventually. It might take a little while. Maybe they're not able to for a while. Maybe they got injured, whatever it might be. But they are a runner. So not being able to run feels wrong for them. Going out for a run is the norm. Versus the person who just started running, who doesn't have that identity yet. Or maybe the person who's just running because they feel like they should and they don't truly enjoy it yet. That person, if something happens, they're not able to go for a few weeks, they're going to be starting from scratch. It'll take willpower. It'll take effort to get back out for that first run again because they don't identify. They don't think of themselves as a runner. And so when things pop up, they're less likely to engage in that activity. And this is true across all areas of your life. 
If you identify as a frugal person, you're more likely to think about every penny before making a purchase. If you identify as someone who cares for others, you are more likely to put others' needs in front of your own. So I've presented this idea in the past, and I made the argument that when you try to add a new behavior to your routine, your goals should always be to build the identity of that behavior before you expect it to come naturally or be consistent. If you don't have the identity, then you should be forgiving. And even if you do, quite honestly, you should be forgiving. But if you haven't developed that yet, you shouldn't be so frustrated with yourself if you're not consistent with it, if it feels like it takes a lot of willpower to make it happen. And while this model makes sense and honestly has been proven to be valuable for creating change in your behavior, there's another benefit as well because it turns out that the way you identify can have an effect on your ability or willingness to provide support for others in developing that identity as well. So Alexander Lithopoulos, Sam Liu, Ryan E. Rhodes, and Patty Jean Naylor published an article in November 2019 in the Health Psychology and Behavior Medicine Journal titled, The Role of Identity in Parental Support for Physical Activity and Healthy Eating Among Overweight and Obese Children. The article focused on exploring the, quote, outcomes of parental identity in the context of parental support for physical activity and healthy eating among overweight and obese children. And what they found is that a parent's identity can be predictive of whether or not they naturally choose to take supportive action and whether or not they choose to take supportive action can be predictive of supportive behavior. In other words, if the parent identifies as someone who gets out for physical activity regularly, someone who eats healthily, they're more likely to create an environment where their child can do the same. And if they're more likely to create that environment, then they're also going to be more likely to actually do things to push that child to take more physical activity or eat healthy. So what does all of this mean? Well, the first potential takeaway, and I want to highlight that potential takeaway, and I'm going to talk about why in a second. But the first is that a parent who identifies with healthy physical activity and eating is more likely to create that environment. And one of the big things that we know, uh, they've done a lot of research on this, is that when someone is in a particular environment, they're more likely to engage with that environment. They're more likely to act in accordance with that environment. So just by being more likely to create an environment where it feels natural for a child to be physically active, to eat healthy, you're increasing the likelihood of that child doing that. And another potential takeaway is that, and this is more of a general argument, that there may be a link between identity, so your individual identity, how you see yourself, and your willingness to support others, at least in relationship to that identity. Now, I do want to add the caveats because we can't take lessons from uh, uh, research without looking at the caveats. And I, I mentioned this at the top of the episode. The study was performed between parents and overweight or obese children and was specifically tailored towards healthy behaviors in those children. So they were looking at the relationship between a parent's identity and whether or not the, the child is, is regularly getting out and, and uh, uh, eating well. So the results of the study make sense, but that doesn't mean it's replicable. For example, does the same result show when we look at personal finance behaviors rather than healthy eating behaviors? 
Does the age of the child matter? Does the fact that it's a parent and child relationship affect the outcome versus, say, a sibling to sibling or just a friendly relationship? These are real questions that we don't have answers to because this study wasn't looking at those specific use cases. That's why I really want to drive that point home. So it's important to recognize that when trying to find takeaways. But I do think that there's value in looking at this specific study and making some inferences about whether or not we can apply that to other areas of our lives. Because the idea that identity not only helps improve your own adherence to certain behaviors, but that it may play a role in helping you help the people that you care about is incredibly, incredibly motivating. Because ultimately, this means that by choosing to focus on yourself, by choosing to change, by choosing to be better every single day, that's not a selfish activity. Because you could be doing the best thing possible for being able to help your friends and family as well. If you embrace the identity of someone who is regularly trying to improve their life, then you're more likely... According to this study, you're potentially more likely to help the people around you embrace that identity as well. You're more likely to create an environment where that is possible for them as well. So at the end of the day, here's what I want you to get from this. Whether or not this study, this particular study transfers directly or not, and and at what rate it transfers, that's a question we still need to answer. But I do think there's value in recognizing that feeling guilty over our change, feeling guilty over our personal development, over our growth for choosing those things for ourselves, that has no value. Choosing those things for ourselves might have value. It might allow us to improve the lives of others as well. And given those two options, quite honestly, I know which one I'm choosing. So whatever change you're trying to make, whatever goal you're trying to reach, it's ultimately going to be a good thing for you. And ultimately, I think, based on this study, it's going to be a good thing for the people you surround yourself with as well. So embrace it and remove the guilt so that you can finally move forward. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to remind you to check out today's sponsors. If you want to learn how to be more consistent in your day-to-day behavior, how to finally take the action that you want to take in order to achieve your goals, head over to tlbc.co slash course to learn more about my course, The Consistency Code, where I'm going to teach you everything you need to know for that. And if you are looking to learn more, if you're trying to become a better version of yourself, if you want to just wake up every day and have an easy way to gain more knowledge and be better, be 1% better, then you need to look at Blinkist. Head over to Blinkist.com slash tiny leaps to learn more. I'm a big fan. I've been using them for years. So check them out. Or of course, all of these links are in the description of this episode. I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you so much for being here. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Yeah.